the largest of the Canadian provinces. It's 620 million square miles large. You know Montreal, it's Sin City for uh, Canada. One of our bars called the Petit Calibou is on the top five list of the best Epresky bar in the world. So we know how to party in, in Cambla. I just love spring because of the sugar shack season and it's also the best time for brunch. I love maple syrup. I put it everywhere. We're as busy in summer than we are in winter. We make the cold cool. This is episode 37 of the Travel Podcast. Welcome to the Travel Podcast. I'm Matthew, your host, and I'm joined by three special guests for this episode, where we'll be exploring the four seasons of the Canadian province of Quebec, Montreal and Mount Tremblant. From vibrant cities to larger-than-life landscapes, electrifying festivals to outdoor adventures, Quebec has something for everyone. So let me introduce our special guests joining me live from across the province in Quebec. So first, I'd like to introduce James from Bonjour Quebec. Bonjour, James. Bonjour, Matthew. Hi. And Martin from Tourism Montreal. Bonjour, Martin. Bonjour from Montreal. And Alex from Mount Tremblant Resorts. Bonjour, Alex. Bonjour. Thank you for having me. And that's about as far as my French will go for this episode. Um, so apologies there if you are listening from the province. Um, my my French isn't the isn't the strongest to, to do this fully in French. So before we um, explore each season, so we're going to dive into this stunning destination, which really has something to do in each season for everyone. Could you just give us a bit of an overview of each of your destinations? So if we start with you, James, and an overview of the province of Quebec. Matthew, thank you. And- and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, in terms of Quebec, Quebec is located in northeast North America, and also within it's in, in eastern Canada. It's bordered uh, with Ontario to our west and New Brunswick to the east. Just to the south, we have the American states of Vermont and Maine, and touch a little bit uh, of New York as well. Uh, I mean, I think you mentioned it in the introduction, but it's a four-season destination. I'm looking outside my window. I can see some wonderful yellows and oranges and greens. It's a great time of the year. But we also have some fantastic winter pleasures to do, to take part in, uh, an incredible spring and a fantastic long summer. In terms of uh, Bonjour Quebec, uh, it's built pretty much on three specific areas. Uh, one is like the creativity and how that kind of affects the culture. So you may have heard, Matthew, kind of various bands like Leonard Cohen uh, and uh, also uh, Arcade Fire. So the Soleil comes from Quebec. But it's, it's a little bit more than that. It's, it's, it's in the way we do things and, and the way we think and the way we kind of approach our daily lives. Uh, second is the warm welcome. Um, I got married here a couple of years ago and I had 30 people that came over from the UK and everybody remarked on how nice and how welcoming everybody was. It's like a really authentic welcome because we're proud of what we have and we want to share it with everybody. And then the third is a, like kind of the land, right? Which the largest of the Canadian provinces. It's 620 million square miles large uh, and with about 8 million inhabitants. So it's a huge area and that's really kind of forged our identity in our towns and cities and it enables us to really kind of experience the larger side and the pure side of life. When we put that all together, there's also six key experiences that really define the DNA of Quebec. Uh, the first, and Martin can speak to this from Montreal probably a little bit better than me, is our incredible vibrant cities. Uh, whether our main gateway cities, we have three, which is Montreal, Quebec City, and also Gat- and Gatineau. So they're always bubbling with energy and effervescence. 
And what we can see at the moment is how they're reacting and how they're so resilient in the kind of challenging times. So our second experience is uh, culture and living history. Uh, Quebec City is a great example of that. It's one of the safest cities in North America. It is the safest city in North America. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site and one of only two fortified cities in North America. I'm not sure if you knew this, but the first... Anglican church built outside the British Isles is actually in Quebec City, which is kind of like an interesting kind of fact. The third is the grid outdoors. I touched upon it. It's a huge expanse. And whether you're in downtown Montreal or downtown Quebec City, you only have a 45 minutes to an hour from incredible backcountry. So you can relax and rejuvenate and reconnect. That's really, which is a really great part. Uh, Food and gastronomy is incredibly important to the province. I think we'll maybe touch on it a little bit later, uh, but we have incredible terroir, incredible chefs, and wonderful history all, uh, all surrounded within the province. The fifth is our winter fun. We make the cold cool, Matthew, and it's a celebration of winter. So we have over 75 different ski resorts. Uh, Alex from Mont Tremblant is one of the very, one of the most notorious and one of the most uh, excellent ski resorts in the province. Um, but it's skiing and a multitude of different activities. So whether you want to go dog sledding, you want to go to visit the ice hotel in Quebec City, you want to go uh, ice fishing, uh, snow tubing, it's seen and a multitude of different activities. We really celebrate winter. And then the fifth is the St. Lawrence River. Uh, the St. Lawrence River is the second largest natural river, second largest river in the world. And it goes right through the middle of the province. So it really affects us on like a daily basis. Uh, what's really interesting about it is there's 13 different marine mammals that frequent the St. Lawrence River in the summer. So if you were to go on a kind of whale-watching experience, then you'll see a multitude of different marine mammals. And then the last and the mo- one of which is my personal favorite is the road trips. So you can kind of, you can link all of these experiences together through an incredible road trip, whether it's something you do by yourself or you do a more established itinerary. Uh, road trips are a fundamental part of the Quebecois vacation experience. In terms of like how you get here, we have connections from London airports with a Canada, British Airways or Air Transat. Uh, you can also come from different parts of the UK, whether it's Glasgow or Manchester, and you can fly into Toronto and then connect to Quebec City or Montreal. And uh, if you're in Toronto, you can also connect to Mont-Tremblant directly from British Airport. And then once you get here, it's phenomenal because we have planes, trains, and automobiles. We have that like North American infrastructure. Montreal to Quebec City is three hours. It's only three hours by train, and it's a wonderful way to travel. And it's easy to get around by car. It's easy to navigate, and you can really march through the beach you enter on. It's a phenomenal province and a great place to come and visit. I mean, the, the land mass alone gives us so much to do and explore. And I love the sounds of all the festivals. So I'm really looking forward to learning more about this wonderful province. And let's get started with a bit more of an overview on Montreal, which is definitely a city that I've been wanting to visit for many, many years. So, uh, Martin, can you just give us a bit of an overview of Montreal? Absolutely, Montreal. Is- is my favorite city as well. I chose Montreal 10 years ago when I moved from Gatineau to Montreal and I'm absolutely in love with it. And these are the reasons why. Of course, Montreal is a big city. It's Canada's second largest city, but it's still small scale. So it's very accessible. You can easily walk everywhere. I'm a biker, so I cycle everywhere. And it's still accessible in terms of transportation, but also budgets. So that's really great. And a 
fun fact is that Montreal is an island nestled in the St. Lawrence River. What I enjoy is that Montreal is shaped like a croissant. So you can see that, you know, it's the perfect island getaway for a culinary destination with that French influence. But we're also very multicultural as we are still a big, large city. Montreal is the perfect city break. And I think you need at least four nights, five days uh, to explore because there's always something to do. Whether you're a family, couple, friends, or a solo traveler, you can adapt what you want to do to your budget. And honestly, that's the best part about Montreal is there's always something to do for every occasion and for every type of person. If we look at accommodations, um, there's some beautiful, luxurious hotel chains. One of it is Fairmont Queen Elizabeth. And it's very famous because in 1969, that's where John Lennon did uh, with Yoko Ono the bed in for peace and where they wrote Give Peace a Chance. Or if you want something a little bit more locally influenced, you can, uh, of course, rent a hotel boutique like Hotel William Gray or Le Germain or you really where you really feel the French influence. But what I prefer is to uh, rent in neighborhoods through Airbnb where you really get to uh, live like a local. So Montreal has many neighborhoods and they all have different vibes, um, which I enjoy visiting them uh, by biking or just walking because I like to explore the stores there, the restaurants. So if we look at old Montreal, which is absolutely a must for a first time traveler, right near the St. Lawrence River. It's very beautiful, um, 1600s, 1800s um, architecture. And you really feel like in Paris to, to some extent. But you can also go downtown in the Golden Square Mile. You feel the Scottish uh, and English influence that's mixed with the American influence with the skyscrapers. So you have a beautiful mix of old and new architecture with the 1960 influence when Montreal became an international city with the World Fair of Expo 67. So those are some neighborhoods that I enjoy. I'll talk about it more later, but Plateau Mont-Royal is beautiful for trendy shopping and independent coffee shops. Little Italy, I enjoy so much because there's the farmer's market named Jean Talon and a ton of Italian restaurants where you can have beautiful pizza and trendy gelatos. Or you can go and enjoy the outdoors with Canal Lachine, where I like to bike, but people would like to uh, kayak as well or pedal boat. So honestly, as I said, there's something to do for everyone. And what, what Montreal has in common with the rest of the Quebec province is obviously the culinary side. Montreal is a foodie destination from classics like bagels and smoked meat to high-end or fusion tables with the influences like Nikki cuisine, which is Japanese and Peruvian in a beautiful restaurant called Siradito. So you can drink beer from microbreweries. Uh, I enjoy my distilleries. So beautiful gin made by Circa. Wine bars as well, which are very trendy and a nice time to go out as a tourist and as a local. And summertime, it's the festival season. Jazz Fest, Just for Laughs, the Formula One Canadian Grand Prix. It's known for festivals, obviously, and, and any time of the season, Montreal, you can enjoy a big party. So we're famous as well for, um, as James said, Leonard Cohen, Arcade Fire, uh, Oscar Peterson, uh, Chili Gonzalez. So we have a nice culture, uh, music influence as well from our venues to our festival like the Jazz Fest. So it's really something 
that you can enjoy. And some of those festivals really have got me thinking of going going there, especially just for laughs. I remember watching that, and I do love the Grand Prix, and it's great to see the like you mentioned earlier the the, the design of the city and the history in that. So I think it's a great destination to visit. And one of my favorite things to do is ski. For those uh, repeat listeners, know that I'm a big skier, and Mount Tremblon is somewhere that I've been looking at getting myself to. It's a nice, easy flight over from the UK, as James was saying, or depending on where you live in the world, it's great to, to get out to. So, Alex, could you just give us an introduction? I know it's not just about skiing, but I know that's a big thing about it. So, can you just give an overview of Mont Tremblant? Sure. Thank you, Matthew. Um, yeah, Mont, Mont Tremblant's been open since 1939 now. So, it's 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 more than 80 years that uh, Mont Tremblant is in operation. It starts with a dream from an American that saw this place, and, and now it's one of the the uh, most famous ski resort in uh, in North America. Uh, we're only 90 minutes outside Montreal, so we're mainly Montrealers uh, playground. Um, people from uh, from Montreal in the area, as James says, there's two, there's three gateways. We uh, we're between two of them, so we're close to Montreal, close to Gatineau. We have our own international airport also so people can fly from london go to toronto and fly straight to uh, to the resort so sometimes it takes like uh, seven hours you wake up in, in in london go to the airport and seven hours later you're, you're skiing in tombla so that's that that is uh, super fun uh, as you mentioned tombla is not only a ski resort of course we're known internationally as a ski resort uh, but we're in operation all year round. So uh, right now, <clears throat> we're as busy in summer that we are in winter. Uh, last year, we received uh, 3 million visitors. That makes Tremblant the third touristic pole of the province after Montreal, of course, Gateway, Quebec City, and after that will be it will be us. Uh, what you'll find in Tremblant, why this ski resort is also busy during uh, the four seasons. It's, um, you know, you, you will find 2,000 rooms in Tremblant. We have 13 hotels from three-star hotel, boutique hotel to a full service, like a Fairmont. We have a Westin. Um, we have festival. No, Quebecers like like to party and 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 enjoy life. So like Montreal is, is the city of festival. I think they have more than 100 festivals all year round. It's, it's the same for Tremblant. So every weekend we have something going on there. Uh, like I said, 13 hotel, 2,000 rooms. We have more than 50 shops. You know, people like to shops. Uh, you know, from from you know sports gear to fancy clothing. Uh, more than 37 restaurants uh, right now. We have restaurants like basic food to gastronomy. Uh, we have a casino also directly at the resort. This casino is the only ski in ski out casino in the world. I will explain a bit more when we're talking about you know the winter. Um, and we've been we've been named number one ski resort in Eastern North America for more than twenty years now from uh, um, ski magazine readers. Also Forbes magazine, National Geographic, Condé Nast said that we are on part of the, the top ski resort and ski destination. It's not only me. I, I like to say that we're yeah we're a ski resort but we're a winter destination because uh, you, you can enjoy your, your your stay your week if you stay in Tremblant uh, if you can you know if you don't even ski you know there's so many things every sports you can imagine during winter you can do on snow or so on, on ice we have it same in winter uh, sorry same in summer summer 
we're uh, a destination where we host international events like Ironman competition. We have festival, blues festival. So uh, people enjoy. We have a lake, Lake Tremblant. It's 11 kilometer long. So we can you can cruise on the lake, you can swim. We have a beach. This is not Cancun, but it's a beautiful beach we have there and people enjoy it. So basically, this is you know, a small introduction of what we, we, we have to offer, but I'll, I'll go more in detail in each season. So you understand what we have to offer. Oh, thank you very much, Alex. And, and like you mentioned, there is something that I've looked at to try and take my nephew to learn to ski because it looks like it's done a, a brilliant family resort. And as you've all mentioned and, and highlighted throughout is there really is something going on at every single season, which is why for the rest of this episode, we're going to slowly start going through each season to really highlight the why people should be joining and visiting um, Quebec as a province, Mount Tremblant and also Montreal. And as James mentioned, there's such a great destination to do whether at all by train or car so we're really going to explore these uh, explore the seasons so we're going to start off with my joint favourite time of the year which is the summertime and uh, James you mentioned earlier festivals seem and they seem to be going on all the time in the province so why is Quebec so fond of festivals and what kind of festivals are going on around the summertime thanks Matthew that's like a really really good question is like why why are the festivals going on difficult to really pinpoint like where it came from but I think essentially it's like we have like an infectious joie de vivre if you want and we really have that creative spirit so the summer doors open and then bam we're out there and a great way to experience that is someone in some of the many festivals Quebec is recognized around the world for the quality and the diversity of festivals and they take place not just you know all across the province basically if I can name and recommend a few I can go down the list and are you ready because Alex just said there was over a hundred um, there's there's quite a few uh, one of the most famous is the best, the international blues festival in, in Montreal uh, my personal favorite is the Montreal comedy festival the just for laughs I go there every Every year, obviously, you can hear I have a British accent. I've been here for the last 10 years. But I go every year to the Brit night just to get some of that like sense of humor and to, to, to laugh a little bit. There's the Summer Festival of Quebec City. There is the French French Language Festival or the Francophonie Festival in Montreal. There is the Montreal Complet Cirque or the Montreal Circus Festival. There's the Festival of Emerging Music in Western Quebec in uh, part of the province called Abitit Nationale. There is the food festivals in Montreal, whether it's Montreal Patat or the Festival YUL. Eat. Uh, YUL is the airport code. Uh, there's also the Festival of New France uh, and then I think Alex has also mentioned the Blues Festival in Montreal and then the Super Ironman Festival as well. You mentioned there's so many going on, especially around the province. Where would any of the listeners find more details about this? Is there a, a section on your on the website that they can find this? Yeah, great question, Matthew. Thank you. I mean, I think the best place to go to would be the Bonjour Quebec website, B-O-N-J-O-U-R-Q-U-E-B-E-C.com. Amazing. Thank you very much. Because like, as you mentioned, there's so much going on around the whole state, but we are, we are also focusing on two of the two great destinations within Quebec, which during my research into Mont Tremblant, one of the, the things that really stuck out was the great outdoors. And obviously you mentioned the winter and everyone knows about skiing, but there is so much more to, to see and explore. What would listeners do outdoors during the summertime when they're visiting your beautiful destination? Um, you have to imagine Tremblant, is, you know, it's a big mountain, obviously, so it's a ski resort. So it's a big mountain surrounding by 
by a beautiful lakes by a beautiful lake sorry and 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 golf course so summertime for for us is enjoying the lake you can do uh, water skiing you can cruise on the lake you can swim it's very family oriented uh, if you're more than into art sports you can you can sign up for for an ironman so ironman is almost 200 kilometer of biking 42 kilometer of running and, and uh, you need to swim a 7k uh, do admire those people who do uh, uh, this kind of competition but if you're more like me you can go and, and just hike uh, relax enjoy a, a nice uh, game of golf uh, you can also, sorry, you can you can uh, sign up for you know a, a race we do in the mountain. Um, we have activity for for family from you know seven years old to seventy seven years old. It's called Tonga Lumina. So Tonga Lumina is an immersive uh, experience. So you walk on a path in the forest at night, and you have this this music, this sounds, and 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 light effect. Yeah, tells you a story about the god of the mountain and all that. It takes a like an hour, an hour and a half to do to do the the path. It's a company named uh, Moment Factory. They also have an activity in Montreal. Probably Martin will will say a word uh, of uh, about them. Very very professional. Um, we have activity for kids. You can do some luge. Luge. It's like you go down the mountain in small cart. Uh, kids love it. We have bungees. We have zip line. Uh, we have five kilometer of, uh, of of lines, so you can reach some some speeds there. Um, we have the blues fest, like James mentioned. We have food festival. Uh, we have a classic music festival where we put a stage on the lake and people are sitting on the beach and and, and listen to the uh, to to the music. Uh, it's 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 beautiful. Like I said, there's activity. There's something to do for all age, all family, and uh, obviously when when you you host um, uh, a sports event like. Iron Man, your roads has to be perfect. So it it is the perfect place to go in biking. It's safe, secure, and and it's the, the roads are super smooth and the, the surrounding it's it's beautiful. So there's so many more, so much more to say, but we have just a short period of time, and and, and I know that uh, Michael just wants you to tell a bit more about their their region. And like you said there, you know, for any real biking enthusiast to to be able to go and cycle along some of the Ironman course is something that would be very inspiring and and i love the the little family activity of the luge that sounds amazing uh, it's, it's so, a lot of fun so just moving on like you mentioned to martin and montreal it is a vibrant city and there always seems to be something going on uh, what can listeners expect to do and see during the summertime in montreal and do you have any speakeasies because that's one of uh, my favorite things to find in a city absolutely we have speakeasies you know montreal it's sin city for uh, canada and even for americans actually because historically montreal we could serve alcohol during the prohibition or we did it um, illegally for two weeks and then it became legal again so yes speakeasies are definitely a must i would even add maybe a little cabaret where you would like to get entertained or a jazz bar um, that's actually how I go out 
pretty much all the time. So it's a great way to actually interact with locals as well. So absolutely speakeasies, but I'm not going to give you any uh, addresses because that defines the speakeasy. That's, that's mean. That's mean. <laughs> You'll just have to do a little bit of research. You can do so on uh, Tourism Montreal's website, mtl.org, or basically just, you know, find some locals to chill with and follow through the night. Um, that's pretty much the way to do it in Montreal, especially summertime, is just to go outside and enjoy. Montreal is a big um, urban playground. Uh, we have more than 110 festivals and we have um, an entertainment district where people hang out and look at shows as we talked about the International Jazz Fest. I really enjoy Sundays in Montreal. Obviously, it starts with brunch. I like to eat. You can add a little, you know, mimosa if you would like or a Montreal beer. And then you can go on Mount Royal, which is a beautiful mountain. Uh, do not say it's a hill because you will insult Montrealers. It is a beautiful, big mountain for us. And then on Sundays afternoon, there are tam-tams. So basically, it's just a bunch of people that hang out, play djembes, play tam-tams. It's a crazy party. It's super laid back. And it, what's weird, it's, it's actually a family event too. Um, and people have fun and will enjoy a little bit of marijuana because it is legal in Canada. So you'll have that kind of free spirit in Montreal where you can basically just have picnics outside. And as long as you have food, uh, you are allowed to drink alcohol. So a nice, beautiful bottle of wine and a picnic. That's the way that I spend my summer. Um, when I'm not as lazy, I try to be a little bit more active. So I can obviously bike around Parc Jean Drapeau. Um, in Parc Jean Drapeau, that's where the Formula One uh, Circuit Gilles Villeneuve exists. So you are allowed to uh, cycle on the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. So exactly like Tremblant, uh, the, the, the road is absolutely perfect. So it's a nice, fun way to do so. Um, if you're more of a family type of person, we have urban beaches, uh, one at Parc Jean Drapeau, one in Old Port. Um, and Old Port is actually a um, family fun mecca with a zip line, a Ferris wheel, um, voile en voile, a labyrinth, and obviously terraces where you can enjoy the view of the St. Lawrence River, have a drink, and take lots of pictures because that's what everyone does in old Montreal. It's so beautiful. I'm just going to say, when I come and visit, you're going to take me to the speakeasy, Martin. Um, you're going to be my local to show me around. Sounds like you have a lovely, lovely weekend out. I am well connected, Matthew. I'll take care of you. Perfect. I like, to, like that. Um, but just a quick one, and James, you might have to help here. What are tam-tams? I was going to, I was going to say, Martin, could you define what a tam-tam is? Because that's not that's a term that I first had to learn when I first arrived here in Montreal. How do you explain a tam-tam? I want to say a tam-tam is similar to a djembe. Does that work? It's, it's like a drum. So it's, it's, it's a drum that you put in between your legs and then you kind of hit it. So it's like a percussion instrument. Nice. Uh, I look forward to Very seeing Very African vibe, kind of cool, laid back um, with artisanal uh, products and, you know, just good time. You don't well, have to know how to dance or play tam-tams. You just go there and chill and have a good time. It's, it's, it's interesting. On a, on a Sunday afternoon in Montreal, you can feel the tam-tams almost before you hear it. Like, and you can, as you approach it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger with everybody just drumming at the same time. It's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. So another great way is to go and experience it is what, what I'm hearing is if you really want to understand what a tam-tam is, you got to go to Montreal and experience it. That's, that's what I'm 
said. So um, it's a great way to move on from from the summer and the tam-tams into the autumn. And following on, we're going to start with yourself, uh, Martine, again in Montreal in the, in the autumn. How does the city change for visitors? It's beautiful in the autumn. We're actually in the fall season right now. And for me, it's um, harvesting season. So it's exactly when every Quebecer goes apple picking, basically in the, the regions. But as I'm a truly urban person, I prefer to uh, let people handle that and go buy my beautiful products at the Jean Talon market, uh, which is um, a beautiful farmer's market um, outdoors uh, during summer and fall and indoors obviously during winter. Um, that's where all the chefs go in Montreal in the morning to pick their local products and have uh, their menus uh, curated on what they find in uh, the Jean Talon market or another market that we have is Atwater. So it's basically the perfect time to come and eat local products. Um, that's when we have our restaurant week, which is called Montréal à table, which is basically Montreal sit at the table um, where as locals we enjoy these restaurants and these phenomenal menus but at an accessible price so you can definitely splurge or keep your money in your pocket and still have a gorgeous meal because there's so many restaurants in Montreal that if it if it doesn't if it's not good um, it won't survive so basically you won't have a bad meal in montreal so during fall season i like to splurge on uh, new collections of local designers because obviously that's when all the good fall shopping starts montreal is a unesco city of design because of designers so you can have beautiful handbags dresses men's clothing or you can splurge on wine because obviously we have a beautiful uh, wine bar. It's really up and coming in Montreal at the same level as New York uh, for natural products, biodynamic products. And people are very, very passionate about their wines. So it's a fun time to go sit at the bar, talk to the sommelier and enjoy new products and just try all kinds of stuff, even if you don't know it. So that's what I really enjoy. After I drank all my wine, I need to, you know, kind of take care of myself. So that's when I kind of detox and uh, eat at vegan restaurants. We have beautiful vegan restaurants, many, many options. Uh, and obviously we have Scandinavian spas like Bota Bota. Bota Bota is actually a spa on a ferry boat that is docked in the St. Lawrence River. It's a beautiful experience and you have a gorgeous view of the city line. So it's really something that I recommend for tourists. And that's where you can also um, see locals hang out. Fall season is also new exhibit seasons at museums. We have beautiful museums such as the Museum of Fine Art, the Montreal Contemporary Art, and many, many others. And in this year, in 2020, uh, we renovated the Space for Life complex. So we have a planetarium and we have a biodome, a brand new biodome that just reopened to see the beautiful wildlife of uh, the Quebec province. So that's a great family activity. And if you want something more romantic, obviously, you 
you can hike at Mount Royal Mountain, look on this, look upon the city from the beautiful Belvedere and enjoy the fall foliage because you'll have a gorgeous view of all the trees that are red, orange, yellow, sometimes purple. And you can just smell the leaves, which is a gorgeous smell. I just enjoy fall so much. So you'll enjoy it too. I think that's a great place to move into Mount Tremblant and the full foliage. Because again, being up in the mountains, I can imagine that the the full foliage or autumn foliage, depending on where you are in the world, uh, is stunning. And you have some amazing viewpoints. Is there a big visitor base for the full foliage? And also what other activities are are visitors able to do before the winter snow comes in? You're right, Matthew. It it is is spectacular. And this is where we're right now in the peak of of the colors that we we can, you know, uh, enjoy in in Tremblant. Um, last weekend I was, I was on the resort. I did the hike. Uh, it's, it's stunning. It's incredible. And yes, it is, this is very busy. It's a busy season for us. Uh, people from around the world are coming to visit and, and come and, and see the colors. So we have people from Japan, from Korea, from China, from everywhere in the world just coming to Tremblant a few days and look and enjoy, uh, the, uh, the colorful, uh, colorful, uh, maple leaf and, and the trees that we we have uh, in Tremblant. Uh, what what you can do? So, like I said last weekend, I went there, I did a hike once on top. You know, open a little bottle of wine, have my bottle of wine, a little picnic, cheese, uh, relax with the kids, playing, running around, and enjoy the scenery. Uh, then went down. The kids they just rent uh, the fat bike, so it's the bike with big wheels. Uh, and they went in, in, in the mountain, in the forest and enjoy for a ride while I was on the terrace with my wife and enjoy a nice microbrewery uh, beer craft there uh, called Let's Job from the local river. And then we finish at this Scandinavian spot just next to the resort and swim in the, the in the river, sorry, and have a nice massage and treatment. So basically, fall season is to enjoy outdoor uh, hiking, biking, good meals, friends, you know, on the terrace with friends, having a beer, a cider, you know, enjoy life and, and finish with a good meal at probably maybe at a casino or a good restaurant because we have great, great food in, in Tambla. Like Matson says, it's the same, it's the same in, in Montreal, Quebecer like to good food and it's the same. You, if, if you're not offering good food in Tremblant in Montreal, you won't stay open. So it's all, it's only a good, good restaurant that we have there. And it seems, James, the, across the provinces, that food is a massive part of life. Um, so what local flavors are people visiting going to be able to experience during the autumn outside of uh, Montreal and Mount Tremblant? Thanks. Yes, thanks, Matt. It's, it's, good. it's a good question. I mean, fall or autumn is a great time to harvest. So that's when we harvest all of the uh, all of the vegetables that we've been growing all of the summer, much like in any other northern hemisphere kind of uh, destination. Uh, but I, I think what's really in- interesting is it's a great time to enjoy the terraces and the last of the terrace weather before we kind of head into winter. And that's where we can enjoy the wine. That's where the cider is going to be made um, at this time of year, craft beer. All of those fundamental ingredients are then harvested at this time of year to then make the products going forward. If we go to the northern part of the province, that's where all of the First Nations will be cultivating all of their berries and then putting them into into some boreal products as well. 
Uh, personally, I like to go and pick apples uh, with my kids. That's a lot of fun. Uh, go and pick about 20 pounds of apples or so. Um, incidentally, this year I'm making my own cider. So my fingers crossed, we'll see, see how that goes. Uh, great time of year to pick cranberries in the, in the middle of Quebec. And also it's a good time to prepare the, the maple farms the next spring as well. So in a couple of weeks, I'll be going to my sugar shack uh, to go and chop down a few trees. Well, not my sugar shack, I should say it's a sugar shack of my family uh, to go and help uh, take down a few trees. Incidentally, um, Martin, do you want to talk about like uh, somebody feeds Phil here or do you want me to do that? Yes, thank you, James. Um, we received the show, the American show, Somebody Feeds Phil, and uh, we did a beautiful food itinerary for him in Montreal. And he said that Montreal was one of the most liked destinations for food that he ever tried. So you can definitely watch uh, the Montreal show on season three on Netflix of Somebody Feed Phil and discover the culinary side of Quebec. Yeah, it's the only Canadian city, I think, that is featured within the series. And it covers Montreal, and it covers a little bit of the Laurentian area as well, where it goes to visit the, uh, the maple farm uh, in the autumn time, and it covers uh, the apple picking season and all the foods that are available this time of year. So if you want to kind of dive in deep, that's a great visual cue to film. Okay, so all of this talk is getting me hungry, um, and I want to be out there uh, in, in Montreal and Tremblant to really experience that delightful food. But before that, we need to go into winter. And I'm very excited to hear about winter across Quebec. Along with summer, this is my favorite time of year. This is why I'm very excited to hear about Mount Tremblant and what there is to do in the winter. So without further ado, I've been looking forward to this for the whole episode. I'm over to you, Alex. Let's get what goes on. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Matthew. Um, you know, my, my story, it, I spent 10 years living in, in the Caribbean and, and Mexico, and now it's been six years I'm back here in Quebec and, and, and working for the best, on my point of view, one of the best resort uh, on, on the planet. So from the beaches and sunny days to minus 20 and skiing, this is incredible for me. Uh, and, and now I do appreciate a lot more the winter since I'm doing you know, some, some winter sports and, and ski. So ski season in Tremblant starts mid-November. Like this year, we will open on November 20th and normally goes to a bit more than mid-April. So April 18 or 20. So it's, it's a five full five months, a full five months of ski uh, in Tremblant. You need to know that Tremblant is a tall ski in, ski, ski out resort. That means you can from arrive to your hotel and leave your hotel skiing. It's a pedestrian village. So there's no, there's no cars, there's no bus, there's no shuttle running around. So it's super safe for the kids, for the family. And it's, it, there's a there's very, very nice vibe on, on, on the resort during the, the, the winter with the snow. Uh, it's a great place to learn also to learn ski. We have four areas are, that are um, especially for, for people, for beginners. Uh, we have more than 500 instructors in, uh, in Tambla. Um, in the past year, a lot of people from the UK are coming to learn how to teach ski in Tambla. You know, there's a program from the UK and it's, it's called Ski Le Gap. And people take the gap year and come to Tambla and, and, and enjoy the winter and then be, uh, start to be instructor in, in, in Tambla. So that's a good, um, that's a good program. We like to see, you know, Brits coming to, to visit us and spend a few months with us. Um, winter sports, it's not only skiing and uh, ski and, and snowboarding. There's, uh, 
You can snowshoeing, dog sledding, snowmobile skating, tubing. Uh, we have an activity that is super fun for the entire family where at night you uh, take the last gondola, go to the summit, meet your guide there and start walking in the forest and end in, in a shack, a log, a log house, no electricity. Uh, it's only heated by a wood fire and you're having cheese fondue there. You're having wine finished with chocolate fondue. Again, a bit of wine and then go, go down the, the, the mountain and arrive to the village. It's, it's, it's a great fun. Uh, one of my favorite, it will be Apreski. I'm very good at Apreski. Uh, Tremblant is well known for his nightlife, like in Montreal. One of our bars called the Petit Caribou is on the top five list of the best Apreski bar in the world. So we know how to party in, in Cambla. We have this, the casino, like I was saying. Casino is the only ski and ski out casino in the world. But that means you're skiing, keep your enter at the casino with your boots, playing, having a drink, go back on your on the slopes from the casino. It's uh, it's pretty unique. Um, we host international event also. We have the World Cup of uh, of ski that is in in Tremblant. Uh, what else I can say? It's there's too much to say about about the winter. Winter is the, it's like I said my my favorite in Tremblant. Um, when I talk about it, it's not only ski. Like I said in introduction, it's it's a winter experience destination. So you don't have to be uh, a professional skier to enjoy Tremblant. Uh, we have 102 slopes and it's well divided. So you, you, you will have one third will be greens for beginners. One third will be blue for intermediate and the other third will be, you know, uh, black diamond for, for professionals. So it's a good place to learn. If you're a professional or you pretend to be a professional, you will enjoy your time also in Tremblant. Uh, totally safe for the family. Like I said, pedestrian, no cars. And uh, we have great fun, nightlife, great restaurants. Everything is there, actually. It's, it's a, a big, nice package to spend a week and enjoy. And you're only 90 minutes from Montreal, which is a beautiful city. Too. As mentioned, it's more than just skiers. It's a destination for winter experience. For those, especially families that are looking to travel, maybe not everyone within the family may ski. You know, obviously, you, you mentioned some of the things that others can others can do there. But for the non-skiers, what will be some of your recommendations for, for when they're visiting? I will say, that you, you know, outdoors, if we talk about outdoors, you can go and, and explore because Tambla is part of a national park. It's the biggest national park of, of the province. So you have access to beautiful landscape. You can go snowmobile. You can do uh, dog sledding, which is great experience also. Um, you can go and, and skate on, on, uh, on the lake. Yeah, you can go on in the national park. Uh, for kids indoor, we have a, a water park. So it's open all year. So it's indoors. So it's, and, and parents can leave the kids there, come back three hours later while you're enjoying your, your lunch or whatever. And they, 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 they take care of it. Um, like I said, in introduction, every sports or every activity that you can imagine that you can do on ice or snow. You can do it in Tumblr. James. Yeah, Alex, one of, my, one of my favorite things to do is go to the spa in winter as well. I mean, you mentioned the, the Scandinav spa, uh, but to go and see the, the, the white, white snow with the blue of the, of the thermal baths and the thermal pools, 
juxtaposed against each other is like spectacular. And if you're really brave, you can go for a dip in the frozen river uh, in in the middle of winter, which is. I'm sure you. I'm sure you're brave enough, and you did it. Uh, every time I go, I go in the river. Yeah. It's, it, it's called the Devil River, and the same as the microbrewery that we have in the village named by the river. You're right. It's, it's, um, it's an experience to be surrounded by white decor and, and be, you know, in, in the river, which is like probably zero degrees, but it's, it's, it's good for you. And, and with that as, uh, again, when I've been the mountain, I do really enjoy going to the spa. Is that open into the evening? So I can imagine that the stars in the spa would be, be absolutely stunning. It is, it is, it is open. Uh, but you, you have to, uh, to know that in, in Quebec, um, in winter time, it's dark around four and four in the afternoon. So after, after dinner, it's, it's already dark. So it's it's dark from four four and a, four four thirty in, in in the afternoon and uh, up to six thirty seven in the morning. So short short days, uh, but it is spectacular. Like it is spectacular to 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 go down the mountain. You know the uh, snowshoeing. I told you, and and you arrive in in the log house. When you go down, it's it's around 9 p.m. and there's no noise pollution, no uh, light pollution. There's nothing. You're by yourself, you know, a small group, and you're in the forest. So the feeling of walking in the forest at night in the middle of a big mountain like Tremblant, and you can hear the wolves and and the nature, it is something you want you you want to live. That is an experience that everyone needs to do, and yeah. especially as you already have enjoyed some wine and fondue coming down there. Amazing. And you have a lot of courage, even if you come across a wolf because of the wine. Um, so that's fine. And um, moving on from, from that adventure, especially coming across some wolves, when you're going into Montreal in the winter, you know, I've, I've got two things that I'd love to experience. One, the underground city, and two, the outdoor skating. I thought it was only two, but then I read up a bit more and I needed to add a third. Uh, so, and it is Igloo Fest. I couldn't believe I forgot about it. Martine, can you tell us a bit more? Yes. You and me both experienced those th- three things in Montreal during winter. Igloo Fest. Um, yes, I'll go with you, Matthew. That we're going to have a party time. So Igloo Fest, basically, um, it's an electronic music dance party. That's a festival um, on the pier of the St. Lawrence River. So imagine it's winter. Yes, it's cold. You have to get dressed up um, like as if you were going skiing um, but in the 1980s because if you have like a coverall one piece uh, that's purple and flash like what my mom used to wear um, that's what you wear at Igloo Fest so basically you're going to drink lots of beer lots of mold wine so warm wine you can even have a flaming cocktail before get really prepped up And then you go outside and you listen to DJs and it's a giant party. Some people might be scared of the cold and I get it. um, But I go every year for 10 years now, probably. And it's one of my best times because everyone's is just so happy to be there. And you're like, 
friends with everyone because you want to stay close to everyone and kind of just enjoy the warmth and the party and just chill with the lights of the of the show that is reflecting on the white snow and into the ice of the river it's just such a unique experience and it's it's quite funny because igloo fest is basically the coldest festival in the world because that's that's the only place where you have to put your beer in a fridge to keep it warm and i have experienced it and you either have to drink really fast or you really keep it close to your coat so you can drink it and it doesn't freeze but it's actually quite fun when it does freeze it's yeah it's a unique experience i very much enjoy winter as well because sometimes you can hide from it in the underground city which you mentioned um it's quite Im imaginary if i can say that because the underground city even though it is its name it's more like pathways so it's connected to our subway system which is very efficient and from the subway you can get to your hotel or a restaurant or a boutique a shop because it's 33 uh, kilometers of pathways that are connect connected underground so it's a great way when it's too cold or when it's raining especially London weather uh, to hide uh, from the bad weather and just, you know, continue your life as a local in Montreal. So that's really, really cool. And the underground city is connected to the Bell Center, which is where our hockey team plays. So basically from your hotel, you can leave your coat in your hotel room and go to the hockey game and, you know, you don't have to have all your stuff with you. So it's quite efficient. Um, I really enjoy uh, outdoor skating, Matthew, and that is why I'll go with you because I am a figure skater. I started figure skating when I was four years old. So winter is my favorite season because I get to show off my skills, which, you know, my parents paid a lot of money for me to have. But it's also gorgeous because you can, there's a skating rink in the old port uh, right next to the Ferris wheel, which is lit up. It's really gorgeous. It's romantic. So, you know, I'll dazzle you uh, on our first date at the old port in Montreal. Maybe if you're, you know, if it goes well, we'll go to a speakeasy after. So I think, I think it's a fun, it's a fun time to have in Montreal for sure. And It's a great time to see also our murals, uh, our murals off the walls of our main street in Le Plateau Mont-Royal because they're very colorful. And with the contrast of the snow, it's a nice little fun activity that you can do as a family or as a couple or even solo because it's very cool and safe. Well, I'm now a bit worried about ice skating because I'm going to be Bambi on ice getting around and you're just going to be pirouetting, doing jumps, flying around. And uh, Absolutely. Yeah. That's how it's going to happen but i can teach you as well that's that's fine i'm, I'm all for for teaching and well, a lot of people wouldn't think during the winter you could do so much outdoors still um and in uh, tremblant and montreal there seems to be so much going on away from obviously just skiing in in uh, tremblant uh, there's so much more to do and especially in montreal as well and james is that is that theme across the rest of the province in quebec Yeah, thank you, Matthew. It, it, it really is. I mean, we really celebrate winter and we celebrate winter culture. 
obviously in the summer we have all the greens and then in, in the autumn we have the oranges and the yellows and then in the winter we it, we have a thick black blanket of white snow so it's, it's really wonderful i know every time when we're at the end of autumn and we see the first snow start to fall my kids which are like six and four they're going to run up to the window and press their nose against the window and get really excited to see the snow because of all the activities that we're going to be doing um i i, I don't know how much extra i can say that hasn't already been said by uh, alex and martin they've, they've, uh, they've said everything so eloquently the only thing i would say, would add is that it can get quite cold and people can be a little bit intimidated by the for the winter temperatures here but the humidity is slightly different than what you might experience in europe or in some other different places i know my mother comes out uh, every two christmases or so and what I'll usually do is I'll get her all dressed up in the right clothes. And then I'll stick her outside and uh, start chatting to her for a couple of like five minutes or so just before we like get in the car and go somewhere. And uh, I'll say, Mom, do you know it's like minus 20 out here today? And she's like, oh, oh, is it? Oh, I didn't, I didn't even realize. Uh, it's because the, the, the cold is slightly different than what you'd experience uh, in the UK. So it's, you don't have the humidity. And when it is that cold, it's usually really, really beautiful. And we have like a bright blue sky as well. So it's a really, really wonderful way uh, to experience winter i think i've mentioned some of the other things that we can do whether it's the ice hotel in quebec city there's also the carnival de quebec which is the longest lasting uh, winter festival that's been going for over 100 years not 66 years uh, consecutively uh, and we really really enjoy it and it's a great time to get out and do stuff and really make the most of that wonderful winter like i mentioned earlier it's my joint first favorite time of year because of that where you've got the sun out blue skies you you think oh, i'm gonna be cold but you're not because you're out doing things you love and it, I, I do really enjoy that that side of things and um from winter we move we move on into spring which is unfortunately the the last of the seasons we're going to be talking about today and um, but also comes with the amazing end of the ski season which can be a very fun time and i imagine it is very much so in tremblant seeing as how much apres goes on during the regular season what's it like in spring alex oh my god uh spring we're celebrating the end of the season that we don't want to end <laughs> but everything has to come to an end to an end and uh so <clears throat> Uh, James mentioned that during winter it could be could be cold. Uh, we live in a province where uh, we live extreme change. You know, summer it could be thirty five degrees and winter it could be thirty minus thirty five degrees. So we're we're you know tough people and we get used to, to that. Winter if it, even if it's cold, there's no bad weather. There's only bad clothing. So dress properly and you enjoy. You will enjoy um, the outdoors. Um, so yeah, spring is it's. it's when you know people you go outside you ski in t-shirts shirts girls are in bikinis and they ski and we're having you know the terrace are full and people are partying and having drinks and and actually it's the long the, as long as the, the days are longer and longer every 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 week so instead of closing the lift at 3 30 in the afternoon we close the lift at 5 30 at, uh, at night so people are staying in the terrace having lunch and then it's the April until three in the morning before so yeah it's it's 
it's our way to say goodbye to to uh, to the slopes and, and partying and enjoy a nice weather. Like I said, you can ski it could be like seven degrees, eight degrees, and it's 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 a lot of fun actually. The snow it's not the same; uh, it's more heavy, but uh, it's 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 cool. And we do uh, also a festival called the Caribou Cup. Uh, so we just built a, a big pound, and people have to go through the pound without you know falling in and uh, so this is where the party starts and uh, it's see it's it's the, it's a big big party season where people are hanging out outside you have tailgates and no oh, it's fun you you have to come in and experience uh, this this season i've done it in the past in uh, spring seasons in in the alps going across the trying to get across the pond um it's you're going to get wet no matter what even if you make it most of the way you're still going to still fall and, and get wet but it's, it is amazing times definitely sounds like a brilliant time to to be in uh Tremblon and then also stay getting ready for the amazing summer season so it's that nice nice mix and yeah. Uh, James, you mentioned earlier the sugar shacks. What, what's going on with the sugar shacks in spring? Yeah, I know. I, I kind of teased you a little bit with that. Um, but what's quite funny, despite my accent, is that my family actually has a sugar shack. And I know what Martin and Alex are thinking. Well, James, you, you did well. You married rich. Um, but <laughs> but actually, yeah, my family has a sugar shack in a place called uh, St. Helena de Chester in the, uh, in the middle of Quebec. Probably somewhere you won't find on a map. And the spring is a really interesting time for us. That's when the maple tree will freeze and uh, freeze and thaw overnight. And it, generally, in the spring is defined when the, the temperature goes above and below freezing every single night. And, and, and the tree releases its sap. And uh, yeah, every year, what me and my family will do, we'll travel to our other family's sugar shack in the middle of Quebec. And then we're going to go in, we're going to light the fire. It's, it's when the snow starts to melt as well. So as you walk through the actual farm, You'll see that there's deep pockets of snow and your leg is going to get trapped as it, as it melts. Uh, we're going to go around and drink some of the maple water. Uh, my mother-in-law is going to make some wonderful buckwheat pancakes on the snow. And as you walk in, you're going to smell. It's a real kind of sensual time of the year. It's really, it's really excellent for the senses. And uh, yeah, it's, it's extremely exciting as well because you're looking downstream and you're looking at, in, in the runway. You know that summer's on the horizon and it's going to be an excellent time with lots of fun activities to come in the near future. Our visitors to the province, are they able to go and experience the sugar shacks during this time? And, and do any is there any availability to sort of stay on a sugar shack or is it more you stay a little bit away and then you go and experience it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's a fundamental spring activity is to go and eat in, in the sugar shack uh, where you can have beans and sausages and there's a kind of wonderful plate that you put on uh, buy some maple syrup get out and enjoy some of that incredible fresh canadian air and uh, really get motivated for the for the rest of spring and for the summer that's on its way sounds sounds amazing especially that food and martine to wrap up spring in montreal what, what, what is some of the top top elements to, to get going in Montreal? I just love spring because of the sugar shack season and it's also the best time for brunch. I love maple syrup. I put it everywhere on my pancakes, on my sausages, on my ham. Oh, it's amazing. So yes, um, you can definitely stay at a sugar shack in the regions such as Sucrerie de la Montagne or you can have the urban experience in Montreal and go brunch 
lunch at any restaurant that will offer a sugar shack menu uh, and then enjoy, you know, a little walk <laughs> in that neighborhood because it's, it's heavy food. But if you still have, you know, some room, um, I would suggest a pastry crawl because then you have the maple in the pastries and it's just a perfect time to enjoy it and go uh, people watch in a little trendy uh, third wave coffee spot where you can encourage a local business, see how locals act out and really, you know, make a difference for these uh, third wave coffees and pastries places that are very authentic to um, Montreal and Quebec culture. I love spring as well because that's when the cycling season begins. So uh, from April 1st, um, our um, bike paths are cleaned up. So it's a good time to explore the city by biking. You can go on the mountain, which I mentioned before, Mount Royal Mountain, or you can cycle near the Lachine Canal and explore those neighborhoods and little shops. One place that I love to enjoy shopping is in Myland. Myland is a beautiful uh, neighborhood. I think the um, Brits really enjoy Myland because that's where you can go vintage shop um, and then you can stop by and get a fresh uh, sesame bagel at Saint-Viatar and just enjoy the mix of the cultures in Montreal because you'll see um, hipsters uh, in my land, obviously, but you'll also see acidic Jews. So it's a kind of cool mix of a cool neighborhood that's very Montreal authentic. Has a similar Brooklyn vibe, uh, but very, you know, a smaller and more accessible Um, but kind of that cool kind of neighborhood. So instead of going to New York, you know, you can enjoy that kind of lifestyle in Montreal at a more reasonable price and with friendlier people, obviously. <laughs> and to close off your day in spring, uh, yes, the days are getting longer, but it's still kind of dark sometimes at night. So a beautiful way to enjoy Montreal, kind of like when you go to Paris, you need to go and see the Eiffel Tower. Well, in Montreal, you have to see these Cartier Bridge, which is the first smart bridge in the world. Montreal is very, very advanced in terms of artificial intelligence, such as London. And we have the famous uh, Montreal company called Moment Factory that created Living Connections. It's basically a reflection of the Montreal heartbeat kind of pace that we're living as locals. So um, it's based on internet data, uh, social media, the weather, temperature. So what we'll see is you'll see the beautiful Jacques Cartier Bridge that is beautiful architecture and lit up at night that will basically dance on top of the St. Lawrence River and you'll see the colors change. So it's a very, you know, cool spot to take that famous picture that you want to post on your Instagram and that everyone will be jealous about. And we've discussed, well, the three of you have discussed so many things to do and across all four seasons. So what I'm just going to ask is, what would be your top five things to do? So I'm going to start with you, James. Thank you, Matthew. Perfect. And uh, 
my number one is actually, I cheated. I put two into one. Um, but my number one is to take a walk in the streets of Quebec City in autumn. It's so beautiful and quaint and one of the most picturesque, one of the most picturesque streets in the whole of Canada, uh, down uh, Le Petit Champlain in Quebec City. Second is to visit the Ice Hotel in winter and at least go for a cocktail. Maybe if you're brave enough, you can stay the night in the Ice Hotel. We've mentioned Moment Factory a couple of times and uh, two Moment Factory experiences hit my top five. Uh, the first is to visit the Aurora, which is set in the Notre Dame Cathedral in Montreal, which is an augmented reality experience. And it brings the whole cathedral to life in front of your very own eyes. It's wonderful and uh, really popular one in Montreal. The second is, uh, Alex mentioned earlier, is to go and visit Tonga Lumina, especially on a late, warm summer's evening. Uh, it's it's wonderful. I did that actually last year and it was one of my top experiences that I did. It really puts you in the center of the story and it's a, a wonderful experience. The fourth is to visit an iconic Montreal restaurant. We've named a lot uh, today on the podcast. You can go to and visit Swatches, which is one of my particularly favorite restaurants. And then the fifth is to visit one of our incredible national parks. Uh, my personal favorite is the National Park of Mont Tremblant, where you can go and visit Lac Monroe and go and walk to the top and have a wonderful view down onto the fantastic lake. Well, thank you very much. We won't leave you till last this time, Martin. So if we go to you and your top five things. So I would love to bring you math skating in old Montreal near the Ferris wheel. And then on Thursday nights, it's DJ nights. So it's really cool. You'll have a Montreal DJ, cool music, cool lighting show. And you're basically just skating under the Ferris wheel. What a unique experience, which, you know, has my party side and my figure skating side. So it's definitely my top, my top one. Um, I love to bike in Montreal neighborhoods and just kind of discover. I, I always take a different path because Montreal is on a grid, so it's really easy to get around. So then I get to see um, more and more houses with the beautiful staircases in Le Plateau Mont-Royal, um, which are very iconic to Montreal. And then you can just stop in a park, have a picnic with friends or people watch. My third choice would go would be to go to a free outdoor festival, which we have many. Uh, the Jazz Fest, Just for Laughs, uh, Francofolie, name it. Basically, if it's not in a venue, if it's outdoors uh, in the entertainment district, chances are that it's free. And many, many Montrealers will go out and just enjoy that kind of vibe. So it's really a must uh, and a good time to uh, meet locals as a tourist, which is not always very easy. Well, to do so at an outdoor festival, everyone is really friendly and hangs out. So it's a great way to, do, to discover uh, Montreal from a local perspective as well. I love to drink as I guess it showed in this podcast podcast unfortunately but um i really enjoy the wine bar scene um quebec province is very very strong for microbreweries montreal is not an exception uh, with the famous microbrewery dieu du ciel which i saw beers in uh, the uk so some of you may know dieu du ciel but the wine scene is really really up and coming in montreal to the level of new york as i mentioned so it's a great time to discover natural wine at a cool wine bar but still at a reasonable price 
And last but not least, I also love eating and I love ice cream. So I would have to go to Kem Koba, which is a Vietnamese ice cream in my land. It's very cool, very trendy. Or if I'm in Little Italy, I'll have a handmade gelato at Roberto's. It's just amazing. And I'm hungry now as well. Don't, don't worry, there's lots of food and drink talk across the episode. Alex, to you. So for me, my top five, and I'm pretty sure you will agree with me, number one will be ski. Yeah. yeah. Spring skiing. So for me, Tabla, it's uh, no the great, the best ski resort in Eastern North America. So ski is definitely my number one. Number two will be guess what? Apreski. <laughs> so apreski with with my friends and enjoy the night and having fun. Number three will be having lunch, great beer, drink on the terrace. You know, and this is you can do during winter, summer, spring, and fall. So it's all year round. Um, uh, like I said before, there's there's great restaurants in in uh, in Tambla. Uh, my fourth will be shopping. I like to shop. There's great shop in, uh, shopping to do in, in Tremblant. After that, I will go for a great dinner at the, the restaurant La Forge, which is in the main plaza of the village. Uh, what's particular with this restaurant, they, they don't have any gas or electric stove. Everything is on charcoal. So it gives a, a special taste to, 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 to the food. Uh, great oysters, you know, great wine. Uh, and I will finish my night uh, with a great show or entertainment at the casino and lose a bit of money and go back home. And my last will be enjoy the great outdoors. You know, Kabla, we're in a national park, so it's it's hiking, it's, you know, biking. And what best of a great golf game during you know fall season with the colors and you know peaceful environment and uh, so this is my my top five amazing and i think throughout the episode we know that food festivals and drink is a big thing in across the province in in quebec um so i just want to say it's been it's been great listening to to the diversity of of the province and and how much there is to do throughout every single season uh, and that sometimes you can think about a destination and there's there's only there's normally like a summer or the winter so it's not a year round four season destination I know James you touched on it right at the start so I just want to before we wrap up just to sort of say a massive thank you to you Alex thank you Martin and thank you James for, for coming on and sharing your great passion and knowledge for each of the destinations and Quebec as a whole so thank you all Merci à vous Merci thank you very much for having us Merci thank you Anna. <laughs> So I can obviously say hello and uh, thank you in French. So I'm learning slowly, slowly but surely. Um, but for everyone that's listening, if you have enjoyed this episode, do please give us a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice and share it with your friends and family. And do make sure you check out the travelpodcast.com and find the Quebec episode where we'll have links to what we've discussed today and you'll be able to go and go out and enjoy it when your next visit in the wonderful province of Quebec and uh, seeing Mount Tremblant and Montreal. So thank you all for listening. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends, but also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.